Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did to the least brothers of mine, you did it to me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, pop quiz, before St. Paul was St. Paul, what was his name before it was Paul? Right there, what was his name, Jacob? Saul. Saul, very good, Saul. His name was Saul. Actually, his name was pronounced Shaul. Let me hear you say Shaul. So when little Shaul was in trouble, that's how, that's how, I, that's how his mom would have yelled at him, like, Shaul, get over here, you got to make your bed. Anyway, so that's how his name would have been pronounced, Shaul. So who was he? He was, a, uh, he was an important leader in first century Judaism. He was a very important Pharisee. He studied under a a brilliant uh, priest named Gamaliel, and he was convinced of um, Judaism. He was convinced of the faith of his fathers, right? And so at at this time that he's living, you've got this thing happening around him called Christianity. You've got these Jews who are claiming that their leader, Jesus was crucified and raised from the dead, and Shaul thought this was baloney. He thought this was wrong, this is not true. He thought this was against everything that he stood for, everything that his faith stood for. So he was intent on persecuting the church. It was really intense. The way it's described in the Acts of the Apostles, Shaul and his followers, what they would do is they would basically grab Christians, rip, pull them out of their homes, throw them into jail. He was really like anti-Jesus, anti anti-the disciples. He was against it all. So much so that he went to the temple priest. He asked, I want, I want to get permission to go to this other town to um, basically find as many Christians as I can and throw them in jail. And they said, go for it. So he's riding to this town. He's on this road called the Damascus Road. And he has this encounter with Jesus. He gets knocked to the ground. And he hears this voice that says to him, Shaul, Shaul, why are you persecuting me? 
He says, who are you? He says, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Notice that Jesus, when Jesus was was speaking to him, he didn't say, why are you persecuting my followers? He said, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? See, this is what Jesus is saying, that he's saying that I'm not just like, it's not like I'm up here and my followers are down here. What Jesus was revealing to him is that, no, no, I am like personally, I am personally present in my church. I'm personally present in my church. So much so that he can say to, the, to Shaul, to, he can say to Saul when he's riding on this road because he's persecuting the church, Jesus can say to him, hey, what you're doing to them, you're doing to me. By throwing them in jail, you're throwing me in jail. This is exactly what Jesus says to us in this, this gospel that we have today from Matthew, right? This is Jesus at the end of time saying, this is how we're going to be judged. We're going to be judged. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. The sheep from the goats. The sheep go on the king's right side into eternal glory. The goats go on the king's left side into eternal damnation, right? The sheep and the goats. And the difference between the two, the difference between the two is how they treated each other. How they treated each other. Like what Jesus is saying, what the king is saying is that the sheep are the ones who took care of each other. They fed like, they fed the poor, they clothed the naked, they visited the imprisoned. In other words, Jesus is saying, what you did to them, this is the last line that's so powerful, we have to hear this. Whatever you did to them, you did it to me. You did it to me. This is a powerful thing that, so the saint that we're celebrating today, St. Martin of Tours, this is a powerful thing that he experienced in his life. So, St. Martin lived centuries ago. He was, he was a general in the Roman army. And uh, he became a Christian when he was around 10 years old. Anybody here 10 years old? Anybody 10 years old? Look at you guys. St. Martin of Tours became a Christian when he was 10 years old. So he became a Christian then. He joins the army. At one point in his campaign, him and his soldiers, they were riding through this part of what's today called France, right? Back then it was called Gaul. So they were riding through this part of France. It was the dead of winter, very cold. St. Martin, he's on his horse and they come across this beggar, this poor man, who's shivering on the side of the road. He's wearing next to nothing. And what he does is, Martin takes his sword out of its scabbard, and he takes his cloak from behind him, like this, and he cuts off his whole, his whole cloak. This bright red um, cloak that he would wear, that kept, that kept him warm. He cut it off, and he gave it to the man sitting on the side of the road to keep him warm. That night, the story goes that Martin has a dream. And in the dream, he sees Jesus. Like Jesus, right? The risen Lord. He sees Jesus wrapped in that same red cloak that he gave to the beggar. He sees Jesus wrapped in the cloak. And Jesus is running around heaven, going up to all the different saints, saying, look at what Martin gave me. Look at what Martin gave me. And he's showing off this cloak to them. Look at what Martin gave me. Friends, this is so powerful for us. This is so powerful for us because what Jesus is trying to tell us, what we have to get through our heads, what we have to get into our hearts, is that whatever we do to each other, we're doing to him. Sometimes we, we get, like, we want to know, like, where Jesus is throughout the day, right? Like, where is Jesus? We can say objectively, Jesus is right here, right, in the tabernacle, in the Blessed Sacrament, right? Jesus is right here. Okay, 
Jesus is also, wait, it's over here. Jesus is also in the scriptures that we just heard, right? He's right here. He's in the priest who celebrates Mass. Also in you. Point to yourself. Point to yourself. Point to yourself. Jesus is in you. He's in you. Which means that when you leave Mass, when you leave Mass, like you don't leave the presence of Jesus. So much so that like what you do to each other throughout the day as classmates, the way you speak to each other, the way you treat each other, the way you interact with each other out at recess, like the way that you treat each other, you're, tr- you're doing that to Jesus. You're doing that to Jesus. Remember Martin gave the cloak to the beggar and there Jesus is saying, look at what Martin gave me. Jesus said to Saul on the road to Damascus, like why are you persecuting me? Friends, this is so important for us to realize that whatever we do to each other, how we love each other, how we fail to love each other, that's what we're doing to Jesus. That's what we're doing to Jesus. He's in you. He's in you. Like Jesus hides in unexpected places. He hides in unexpected places. Look at where he started his life. Right? He hid inside. He was a little baby. God hiding in the, like, the body of a little baby. Who's seen a, a, like a newborn baby before? Like a brand new baby. Like, at one point, that's what God looked like. Is that mind-blowing to anybody else, or is that just me? At one point, God looked like a newborn baby. He sounded like a newborn baby. Cried like a newborn baby. He hid right there. And then for like 30 years, he hid in just the normal life of a family in Nazareth. He learned how to be a carpenter just like his dad. And then he hid in this man dying on the cross. Like, that's God. God is hiding in the person of Jesus dying on the cross. And today he comes to us, he hides in the Eucharist, in a little bit of bread, a little bit of wine. That's where he's hiding. But that's, that's not the only place where he's hiding because when you leave Mass, where else is he hiding? Point to yourself. Point to yourself. That's where he's hiding. Now point to the person next to you. Say, that's where God is hiding. Right there. Right there. It's like every morning, every morning, it's like Jesus says to us, okay, we're going to start a new game of hide and, hide and seek. Every morning, Jesus says, we're going to start a new game of hide-and-seek. Who likes playing hide-and-seek? Right? Okay. Every morning, Jesus says, we're playing a new game of hide-and-seek, and I'm going to hide myself in a thousand places throughout your day. I'm going to hide myself in a bunch of people around you throughout the day, and your job is to come find me. Your job is to come love me. Your job is to treat me well. Your job is to recognize me in those places. Like this morning, I... I it was so awesome. The house was very quiet in the rectory. I got up, I got a nice cup of tea, and I walked outside. I was going to walk back upstairs, and before that, I saw the sun coming through the clouds. It was just a real beautiful moment. The sun was coming through the clouds, and I stepped outside on the front porch here, and it was just like, oh, Lord, there you are. Hi. Like, God was hiding in the clouds. And then I took a sip of my tea, and it was so delicious. I had peach tea this morning. It was so good. I took a sip of my tea. I was like, mmm, that's some good tea. It's like, thank you, God, for my tea. And then God was like, I'm hiding right here in this cup of tea. And I had a piece of raisin bread with some butter on it. It was so tasty. And God's like, look at that. I'm hiding right there, too. And I come here, and I look at all of you, and God's like, this is where I am. I'm hiding right here. So, friends, 
Jesus is trying to get us to realize what we do to each other, how we treat each other, how we love each other, we're doing it to him. We're doing it to him. Whatever you did to the least of my brothers and sisters, you did it to me. Martin, putting that cloak on that poor beggar, Jesus says, look at what Martin gave me. Jesus didn't say, look at what Martin gave that poor beggar. He said, look at what Martin gave me. Friends, Jesus is playing hide-and-seek with you today. He's asking you, come find me. I'm in a thousand places. I'm hiding in all these people around you. Come find me. So let's go find him. Amen? Amen.